Douglas took it upon herself to go to a historic black church in Atlanta, having not responded at all to the motion of Ms. Merchant's client, Roman. And she made what we now call the church speech. It was a calculated determination by Ms. Willis to prejudice the defendants and their counsel. How so? By making an issue out of the fact that the person that was challenged in the Roman motion was black. Without telling the public or the church members or anyone for that matter that the reason that Mr. Uh, Wade was being challenged was not because he was black, had nothing to do with race. It had to do with the relationship that had been alleged and later admitted to by Ms. Merchant. She was the one playing the race card in a way to try to deflect from her own conduct. The relationship started in 2019. The relationship continued through 2020. The relationship continued through 2021. Um, looking at the cell phone communications, just in the first 11 months of 2021, over 2,000 calls, almost 9,800 texts. You know, I don't even think love-struck teenagers communicate that much. With me now, J. Tom Morgan, the former district attorney himself in DeKalb County, Georgia. And J. Tom, it's great to have you here because there were several moments where, you know, you were hearing those were all comments from the defense attorneys who are representing Trump and the co-defendants in this case. But let me just start on that first moment there from Steve Sadow. That's Trump's attorney. And he was looking back at when we heard from Fonnie Willis for the first time on these allegations as she made those comments at that historically black church in Atlanta, which was essentially suggesting that the only reason Nathan Wade was being singled out here was because of his race. What did you make of how they argued that today? And how does something like that go over with Judge Scott McAfee, do you believe? Good afternoon, Peyton. Glad to be with y'all this afternoon. Uh, first of all, the defense in this case has offered up what I call a pig's breakfast, a little bit of everything and not much of anything. And that has to do with that argument. If a prosecutor makes a statement out of court that could jeopardize the jury in any case, the way to cure that, Caitlin, is during jury selection. In fact, it's the media that it's no one would have known about these statements but for the media in this case. Uh, again, those statements, I've never seen a prosecutor thrown off a case because of extrajudicial statements. What happens is you pick a jury that never heard the statements or those statements will not influence them. That's the cure, not disqualification. That's interesting. So you don't think that, that those comments will ultimately hurt her. Uh, what, the other closing argument that we heard from the defense attorneys was they were kind of saying there's a low bar here for disqualification because it's not just an actual conflict of interest. It's just an even hint of impropriety. And there was a moment where the judge was questioning the attorney from the district attorney's office uh, about this. I want to just listen to that moment. So your position would be your review of the case law. There's never been an appellate opinion that relied only on an appearance of a propriety. As it relates to a, a, a prosecutor or a district attorney, yes, that, that is what I'm saying. What I would say is in those cases, they do reference the fact that there is an appearance of impropriety, but they reference that fact because when you have an actual conflict, there's always an, uh, an appearance of impropriety. And those are what those cases stand for. What does that tell you, Jay Tom, about how Judge Scott McAfee may rule here, the questioning that he had there 
for the chief de uh, deputy uh, district attorney here? Caitlin, again, if the judge follows the Georgia Supreme Court case law, there's never been a case where a prosecutor has been dismissed and disqualified because of the appearance of impropriety. There has to be an actual conflict. I'll give you an example. Uh, I prosecuted a case where it came out that the defendant had ordered me assassinated. They tried to get me thrown off the case. They, they did not succeed, and the Georgia Supreme Court held that there was not an actual conflict even though there may have been an appearance. Wow. I mean, we'll talk more about that case off camera. That's a really notable moment. But it, it basically, you're saying that you think she's not going to get disqualified here. Not if the judge follows the Georgia case law. Uh, there's been a lot of noise uh, and a lot of damage done to Ms. Willis and her office. But again, through it all, you've got to follow the case precedent. And it is a very, very high bar to disqualify a prosecutor.